This is what we need. Welcome, welcome, fucking couldn't really, welcome. Couldn't really get excited for the music today, unfortunately. Did you know what that was? It was one bourbon, one scotch, and one beer by the Delaware's own George Thorogood. Yeah. Former, the Thorogood family were uh, patients of my late father. So, really? Uh, yeah, a little bit of useless information. So I think George might have come in for an appointment. But today is, it's June, what is it, June 17th? It is June 17th. And yeah, I, I think- uh, This is the George, day after, right? George, and I'll, I'll just get, get, jump right the hell in, man. George Thorogood isn't the only one who probably needs to needed to see an eye doctor. I think there's a few people wearing uh, red, white, and blue jerseys. They yeah. need eye doctors. And I, there's, it goes way deeper than that, man. So you want to get started? You want me to start? I don't care. I got a lot to say. You got a lot to say. So go, why don't you get started? I think probably, well, I, I, I think people who listen to this podcast and watch us on Facebook know that basketball uh, is my favorite sport in the Philadelphia community. I, I'm a Sixers fan. That's my favorite team. And I'll tell you, yesterday was probably the biggest collapse I've seen in Sixers history and one of the worst collapses in NBA history. I, I've never seen anything like it. And I think it was compounded. Last night, they, they lost a 32-point lead. And you can probably add on this. On Monday night, they lost an 18-point lead. So they lost two games that they should have won. I mean, granted, the Atlanta Hawks came back in both games, and we should give them a lot of credit for that. And Trey Young is absolutely amazing. But last night was just disgusting. Um, very upset. I'm with you, man. Uh, that was, for me, probably the second uh, worst loss. Uh, maybe, yeah, probably the second, just the way that it went down. The Eagles-Tampa Bay Bucks. When they yeah, that was a bad that, one, too. That, that one, for me, I remember throwing things and just being in a very unhealthy place. But... Uh, this is like, this is a heartbreaker. You're right. You, you, you get, you know, I think it was, they were up 28 points. Uh, there was a 90. I think it was 26, actually. I, I okay. jumped the gun on 32. It was 26. Yeah. Yeah. So they were, there was a 99.7 chance that they were going to win. This is the, as you mentioned, second game in a row where they jumped out to a uh, substantial lead and, uh, you could just watch it slip away. And, uh, you know, look, I had three people reach out to me and say, man, I cannot wait to hear the podcast. And you know what the significance of this is? One, two, three. Yeah. Do you know what the significance of this? This is two more than the number of shots that Ben Simmons has taken in the fourth quarter in four fucking games. He has taken one shot in four yeah. games in the fourth quarter and this cat this guy is paid max money yeah. he's paid max money listen you and i have come on here week after week after week and stood by ben and defended him and said we didn't want to trade him we didn't want to do this we didn't want to do that and i i i totally understand where we were coming from i think yesterday for me is the first time 
that I have ever watched a game in my entire life where at the beginning of the game, just from a, from a, from a team, uh, a directional, a team direction perspective, I felt one way. And at the end of the game, I thought to myself, this isn't going to work. There's no way at Ben, Ben Simmons at 24 years old, because not only does he not shoot, he can't shoot foul shots. It's so mental. I, I don't know that he sees a sports psychologist, but he needs to see a sports psychologist. And that's no knock on that. We've talked about mental health. We all deal with our, our issues, right? But this is something you don't get paid that amount of money and just not deliver anything. And Tobias Harris, you're in the same damn boat. You have delivered bupkis four points last night. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Where is he showing up on a milk carton? Cause I don't know where the hell Tobias Harris has been. So, and then, and, and doc rivers, I don't know what you're doing with these substitution patterns that you're doing, but they're horrific. He left that bench in for way too long and the, and the Hawks chipped away and they got confidence and we totally fell out of rhythm and it, you know, this, this team there, we're not beating Brooklyn. We're not beat. We, I don't even think we're going to beat the Hawks anymore. I don't think we're going to beat them on Friday night. I think, I mean, I don't really see how it would be possible for them to go down to Atlanta and just win a game when you've been ripped apart. And I know Doc Rivers in his presser last night said, we will be in Philadelphia on Sunday. I just don't see that happening. Yeah, and that's great, Doc. And again, we've been a big supporter of Doc, but this would be, I think I heard his 10th series where he has had a lead and blown a yeah. lead, right? And and th this is completely unacceptable. And even this is my problem, though. I'm not sitting here and saying that the Sixers can't come back because it's the it's it's such a bizarre team and they could come back. But here's what I am saying. What I am saying is we have a major, major problem here because how do you go into the offseason with this lineup, with these contracts? Ben Simmons is a phenomenal defensive player, but he's he he not at what you're paying him though. He right, not at what he gets paying. small in the biggest moments. And we've seen it year after year. And at some point, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm an optimist. And I think you are too. And, and, and when we look at what we think is going to happen for the year, these are the types of things that we look for. And we think to ourselves, now he's going to change. Now he's going to shoot jumpers. Oh, oh, okay. Now he's not going to shoot jumpers. Well, at least he's, he's going to make foul shots. Oh, well, he's shooting 63% in the regular season. That's okay. Oh, now he's shooting 58% in the second half of the season. That's okay. Now he's shooting 33% of uh, at the free throw line in the playoffs. No, no, and no. Sorry. I learned <laughs> it's a free throw. It's a free throw. In high school, Coach Rumford taught us there are three Was this a ninth grade freshman ball or Coach what? Coach Rumford, Coach Wilson, Coach Hart. The ABCs of shooting foul shots is very easy. You could go out there and make 30% of your free throws right now. Yeah. You could. It, it is completely unacceptable. It is, there's no signs that it's going to get better. I, I, I feel for anyone who has, uh, you know, who has 
you know, mental, uh, you know, who, who like shies from, from the biggest moments. I feel horrible about that, but guess what? If, if, if with that contract comes expectations, right. With, with, uh, what is it? What's the saying with great, uh, great I don't know. honor comes responsibility, whatever the hell it is. I don't even care. I'm so pissed off. I'm so angry. Yeah. So this is for me, this loss, why it is so devastating for me right now is because it feels like the process is a failure. This is the culmination of what we've been watching for, you know, eight years, right? Leading to this point. And last night was the stark reality that this is not going to work. Well, I'm going to try and take a positive note. I do sort of say I was I was on my way to, you know, I was getting a Dunkin' Donuts lemonade, the raspberry lemonade, really good. Um, I realized something. Maybe this is the moment when we start to build around Joel Embiid. And really, you know, I thought of Akeem Olajuwon. There was a decision reached with Akeem Olajuwon that at some point that everything went around Akeem Olajuwon. And maybe we need to start to build this team exclusively around Joel Embiid. And when we when we look at trading Ben Simmons, I've got that, phone calls coming on. Is that one of our callers calling in? Yeah, uh, that we might have to look at bringing in players that fit exclusively around Joel Embiid's talent. Yeah, I, and, and you know what? You're right. But again, what do you? But that doesn't solve the problem right now, which is a complete frustration. And even if you did want to ma- get rid of Ben Simmons. I don't even know what value you get for him anyways right now. He, he's a total mystery. Um, and uh, Tobias Harris, I am going to be a little bit more kinder to him. He's had two really bad games, but he is a 20-point scorer. And um, he did go two for 11. But Simmons, again, on the other hand, is a complete disaster. He gives you nothing. He gives you nothing on offense. It is playing. It is If he's not out running in transition – it is four on five basketball every time. And it's a disaster. And listen, like, can you imagine, like Seth Curry has been phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. He kept us in that game. And uh, in, in uh, the game the other night as well, he won that game for us, basically. Uh, you know, Joel, here's the thing. was amazing was, last night. He, he was. He was, he was amazing, but but I'm, I'm going to say something that's going to, rattle some people two things one my superstar if he wants to be an elite and i know he carried us but and he I, did if he wants to be elite like at some point you need to make a basket you need to be a stopper i don't care what you do i don't go care how you do it he missed two free throws at the end of that game i know that that that, that those weren't huge huge free throws in the sense right. that you know we were already behind but he didn't make plays at the end of the game. Do you know? Do you know that nobody scored for the Sixers in the second half besides Seth and Joel? Yeah, and that, and I heard. I think it was Embiid went three for nine, so he only had six, which means Seth did mostly everything himself. And um, you know, the team got stagnant, and then at the end, no one wanted to take the shot. They were doing extra passes. It was so frustrating. I knew at a certain point that when Embiid took those two foul shots and missed it, it didn't really matter because I already knew what was happening. The Hawks were going to win. They had no more momentum, the Sixers. 
They looked like they had given up. Um, you know, basketball is a game of runs, and you could see that the Hawks were had taken the you know taken the umph out of the Sixers, and the fans looked shocked last night. It was just really, really a depressing event last night. And again, I think that Bucks, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers reference, that was the closest thing I could actually remember. Um, I can't, you know, obviously I wasn't around for the 64 Phillies collapse uh, to the, I guess it was the Dodgers in 64. So this really, really, you know, I guess that was what, 2002. Reminds me of it a lot, but, you know, it hurts as a basketball fan because I don't think we've ever seen the Sixers collapse like this. Right. And that's why this is different than Toronto two years ago with the, the triple doink, you know, like that's why this is different than, um, you know, it also feels a little bit like the Phillies in 2011 when they, uh, and I, you know, when they lost to the cards and I remember Ryan Howard just laying on the first base line cause he had blown out his Achilles and we had the four aces and it just seemed yeah. that was our world series to lose. And we lost to the cards shout out Iraq. Um, and so, you know, but, but this was, you're right. It, the difference with football is it's the immediacy of one game. This is a seven game series and we have seen the Hawks just in game one, they, they got off to this huge start and pummeled us and embarrassed us. And then we fought that fought like hell, which kudos to the team, but then you're right in game five and in game four, we saw the Hawks like fight back and, Again, you have to look at this. I, I, I like Doc Rivers, but we, we have to look at this under the, the correct lens. And that is that we have a coach who has, when he has his foot on a team's throat, he doesn't step on it. And I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's the same players. You know, it's ironic that we were talking about the Clippers, you know, and then the Clippers have come back. They lost Kawhi and then they won last night against Utah you know, which is a huge win for them to take a series lead three, two, you know, I, I, I don't know what it is, but I, I do know that it does seem when I watch doc and I wish we, we could talk to Curry about this, but you know, when, when I watch doc and his substitution patterns, they almost seem very mechanical. They don't seem like, well, that's, that's been the talk recently that he, he has a game plan. He comes in and he doesn't adjust. Right. The, right. The game plan is more important than actually coaching the game, which is right. a real problem. Yeah. And I think I will say, I think in game one, he did. I liked his adjustments. I, th I felt like he did some different things and changed up the way we were playing Trey, which I thought was great. But I, I do not think that, you know, you're seeing a pattern here. Right. And I'm not putting it all on him. I'm putting it on this entire team that, you know, and even Joel, for me, doesn't escape without blame because you're an elite guy. You want to be an MVP, then play like an MVP when it matters, you know, like, yeah, you got off to this great start and you were fired up and everyone was fired up in that game, man. I was just like, we are going to stomp these guys. Just like I thought, just like everyone thought we are going to stomp these guys. And they just kept coming, kept coming. And nobody could make a shot other than Seth really in the second half. And then you go crunch time in the fourth quarter and Joel disappears. He takes a three from the top of the key, which I thought was a terrible decision. Get down there. They can't play him inside. Get down into the paint. He is 7-2. He is unstoppable. Get down in the paint and make them foul you or hammer it on their heads. And if you're hurt, then you got to sit out. If you're hurt, you're hurt. It was it, like 
it was a miserable performance last night in the second half. Like I, I, I'm so pissed about this whole thing. And then living. I can in see it. I can see it. I was sort of defeated. So I didn't, you know, I, I sort of came to the conclusion and I know we talked about it that the Atlanta Hawks deserve a lot of credit too, though. I, I don't want to not give them the credit because we've been doubting them this whole series. I mean, I know that we've said, Oh, they're, you know, they're, Next year, they'll have a good chance. But there's a lot of talent on that team. And Trey Young had a great game last night. And I and I don't want us to just say, oh, the Sixers lost this game. The Hawks did also win this game, um, which I do believe. I just, you know, I don't particularly like the Hawks, so I don't really want to acknowledge that because I don't like the Hawks. I think they're an arrogant team. Um, I like, I think Clint Capella is obnoxious. Um, so, you know, there's just some certain things about that team that I don't like. I can understand why Atlanta loves this guy. Um, they haven't had anything like him since, uh, Trey Young, since Dominique Wilkins. And, uh, Trey is a little bit even more special because he's only what, six, one. And, um, six, three, he's just got a great game. Yeah. He's six, three. He, uh, yeah, man, he plays um, like with a composure, and he's one of his guys. I think you you like hate him unless he's playing for your team, right? Like, I mean, he you you hate him because of the shenanigans and stuff. He complains after every, if anyone goes near him and sneezes, he's he falls over, you know. But look, look, there's plenty of cases of Joel flopping too. I just think like as a big man, you get beaten up. You know, Joel's arms are scratched up and beaten up. So I think there is he de- Joel definitely flops. There's no doubt about it. He tries to get calls and, and what know, are they referring to him in Atlanta? Are they had a name? Floppy Joe is what they the jabronis down here have been calling him on the radio. I can't even listen to the Atlanta radio right now. Like I refuse. Yeah. Like I like, and you know it's like Hawks fans coming out from under the rocks and on, on, from the woodworks. Like oh Hawks fans this Hawks fans that. Like suck it. You know like that's what I gotta <laughs> say to that. And as far as, you know, everything else goes, I, I'm, you know, I, I'm just frustrated. I'm, I'm annoyed. I am tired of coddling Ben and making it seem okay. And, you know, it's so funny. Did you see um, where three years ago in 2017, uh, you know, when someone, when one team first implemented this hack ben strategy, he came out and he said, well, I'm going to work on that. So that's not going to be an issue anymore. This was three years ago. Right. That would have been his. It's not working out, and he went four for 14, so he left 10 points on the board last night. Guess what? They lost by three. Um, he left four points on the board, missed four foul shots, one for five, game four. So they lost by – what did they lose? By three, I think? I can't remember. And, no, the point is that they've lost so many games where foul shooting has made a difference, and we can't – continue to ignore that. And I'm tired of people saying, well, you know, he does so much more for you on the defensive front. You can't, no, you should be able to do both. At this point, if you're making 35 or whatever million dollars a year and you're a max player, you got to be able to do both. There are every other player in the NBA, I see them put up a shot, even the ones that shouldn't be shooting, at least put up foul shots and can hit a mid-range jumper. If this guy can't do that, you know, he's not going to be a fit here. The, the problem is he's not going to be a fit anywhere because every team has seen what he can do and what he can't do. And uh, I don't even know, you know, what his trade value is anyways. 
He's been exposed at a national level, and he's been exposed in the greatest collapse in franchise history. So I really don't know what you do. We, we've hired Daryl Morey to sort of get us out of this situation. So he's really got his money cut out for him, his work cut out for him, I mean. Yeah, and um, here's the thing, too, I th- to think about. This is not the first time we've seen this with Ben, right? This is the progression or regression, I guess you could say, of the fact that he won't shoot. And I remember a few years ago, um, I, I, I know it was like the Toronto series, but it was the series, it was the year before that when you first saw, you know, hey, Ben, he was a young player in the league. Obviously, he was hurt his first year. But the first year that they were in the playoffs, teams figured they out. Played hey, Boston. They lost Boston, yeah. And, and they figured out, hey, if you back off of him, he's not going to beat you, right? And so that was, what, four seasons ago? Then yeah. Toronto did the, basically the exact same thing, backed off of him, and he hasn't. And, and so the, the, the annoying thing is, over the offseason, you see all these highlights of Ben shooting, shooting jumpers and, you know, doing these incredible dunks. That's great you know what, like maybe you should shoot 500 free throws a day until it just becomes automatic for you. I don't, I don't want to see you dunk a basketball again in the, in the off season. I think you got that well covered. It's the rest of your right. offensive game that where you lack. And once the Sixers go into their half court offense, it's crazy how bad. He has, he, did he, you see him? He goes to the basket. He like stands there. He just and, disappears. And I don't, you know, like game four, game four, you know, he played well and he played well in the third quarter. I just don't understand how you have that aggression. He has it in him. You know, he put 42 on Gobert. Like the, the kid has it in him. I just don't understand how you keep coming up small in the biggest moments. What is that? Is that the dog? He doesn't have the dog in him. Is he doesn't have, you know, he doesn't have the heart. He doesn't have the confidence that he believes in himself. Like, what do you think that is? Well, I saw his uh, post-game interview last night. He was being asked questions. And all of his answers were very general, you know, when they were asking him about the free throw shooting and the other, you know, just his lack of energy. Oh, we got to do a better job, you know, making it more of a plural thing rather than taking personal responsibility. And that's something, uh, you know, at least Tobias, whether you like him or you don't like him, he he just looked like a stunned dog last night in his post-game interview. So I could really see that Tobias looked shocked at the collapse. Ben, I, I have no idea what's going on in his head. I know he's 24, but he's he's been playing organized basketball forever. So you would expect him at this point to be a more mature 24 who would be doing shooting drills all summer. I saw him doing warm-ups in this series, doing shots. So obviously he's doing warm-up drills before every game. He's taking shots. I don't understand why you would do that if you're never going to shoot it in a game. I know that when you were looking to shoot in ninth grade or whatever, you were looking to shoot. You were doing warm-up drills for a reason. You were looking to shoot. Uh, it's it's really frustrating, and there's really no, there's really no explanation. I mean, maybe a, a, you know a sports psychologist is the best route, but again, my concern with him is if you do want to move on, what are you really going to get for this guy? Yep. It's what, um, you know, Sam Hankey always used to do. And obviously the process is a failure. I think we can all say that. Like 
There, there's, well, the press has got you Joel Embiid, so I don't know. Right, but what have, what have we gotten with Joel Embiid? You know, like, I, I hear what you're saying, and I want to believe in Joel Embiid. Is Joel Embiid going to be healthier next year? Is Joel going to be LB, Embiid going to be younger next year? What about the following year? Joel Embiid can't make it through an NBA season without getting hurt. And at, at two, 270 and 6'2", as dominant as he is when he plays 60 62 games or as as he plays you know 32 minutes 34 minutes a, a game as dominant as he is he breaks down every time have we ever had a playoffs when that he's played in where he wasn't hurt and like i mean he had the eye injury he's got the knee injury there's always something so i i i was joel Embiid has like talent that is completely off the chart but the problem with joel Embiid is do you trust that he is going to be healthy I don't. Uh, he's not proven that he can be. Well, I, I, I think he is going to be healthy. So, I think a lot of it will depend on the off-season moves to try and bring in someone. I think Dwight Howard's days are over. I don't think he's coming back this year or next year. Um, we can talk about this more as the free agency period starts. I'd be curious to see what happens. There seems to be continued interest in Kyle Lowry becoming maybe the bringing him in as the point guard. I know you're saying that, but he is a traditional point guard and there ain't that much available right now. What are you uh, going to trade I, for Kyle Lowry? What are you well, gonna that's, that, that's the real issue because we've said in the past, we think people like Maxi are off the table and to really get a, a Kyrie, a Kyle Lowry, you're going to have to give up one of your young guards. And really we've discovered the only guards that have any value on this team are, are Tyrese Maxey and Matisse Thibel, and they're so important to their future, the Sixers. I think they're actually at this point more important than Ben Simmons, um, as we're starting to see. Um, so I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, that's why we have a, a front agent, a, a good front office. They've changed everything up year to year. So it looks like next year's team will be very different from this year's team. Um, Harris, I, I think the bias will be back just because I don't think his contract is movable and I don't think he's a bad third option. I know that he struggled the last two games. If Ben Simmons, we've been, you know, Ben Simmons is their, you know, their, their, their all-star, he's got to be doing better. And I think if he was doing better, I think everything would sort of take care of itself. So this, yeah, this is like the conundrum I think Sixers fans, at least that I think about. And I know everyone wants to ship Ben Simmons out of town. And you heard me rant on him, and I'm I am so frustrated. But to your point, what what's one? What's going to be the return on that? And two, I I will come back to this, and we can talk about this another time. We can talk about this whenever. But Joel's he he simply is who he is in terms of his health. He's not going to get healthier as he as he ages. Not a guy of this size. Now he is 27 years old, so I, I recognize it. But in two years, you know, he made uh, All NBA team, second team this year. So in two years, he is going to be eligible for the Super Max. And so at that point, you have to think about this, and you have to think yep. about in two years, Joel Embiid, he'll be 29, going up on you know coming up on 30. You going to pay him a Super Max because if you're not, then then what are you going to get in that deal when you know that you're not going to pay him? So you have to think about these things and you have to think about, well, it, it is, is Ben's, you know, is the reason Ben goes small in the biggest moments is because he defers to Joel. Is it because he just doesn't, you know, have the confidence in himself? Is it because 
he understands, maybe he knows that he has offensive limitations and he's afraid to shoot a jumper. He's afraid to look bad or he's afraid to do that. Like you said, you know, I missed uh, every shot that I ever took pretty much in high school in, in ninth grade basketball. I didn't care. I love shooting. It was awesome, you know? And, 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 and so I, I just don't understand how a player. Uh, I think most people that play organized basketball, don't they love shooting? Isn't that part of the part of the game? I mean, didn't he, shoot the basketball when he was at, at LSU at some point. I mean, yeah, as a yeah, small I mean, forward, he was a power forward. He must have taken mid-range jumpers unless he everything was just a rebound, a layup and a rebound, you know, follow-up. I, I guess that's maybe what it was. Yeah, and I think, too, as I, you know, even as I think about if Ben were to come back, like, I don't think uh, – I, I don't want him as our point guard anymore. I don't I don't think well, he's what would he play though? That's the question because if he's not playing point guard, mm-hmm. which I totally understand, you're you're you you have Tobias Howard, uh, Tobias Harris yeah. as your power forward. Um, can you can you not move Tobias to the small forward? Well, we tried it last year and it it didn't work. But that was under Brett too, right? I mean, who right. knows? I, I and I I. I Listen, I, I'm just presenting a counter side to this. So, well, and I agree with you, but we still want our power forward to be able to have a shot. You know, that yeah. was one of the things. I mean, even Charles Oakley had a mid-range jumper, and he wasn't the most athletic power forward for the Knicks. Right. Charles Oakley. And I, I mean, there. I yeah. see. I see Ben too. The fact that he can ball handle is great. You know, it's a bonus. But he's. I. I just don't think he's not shown me. And, and he makes spectacular passes and he's an, he is, I think the best defender in the league. Okay. But I don't think that he is like a point guard is the guy who comes down the court. And when you need a big bucket, that's why Kyle Lowry is a great point guard. That's what and Chris I, Paul, you're talking, you're, you're exactly. basically giving you. The, the, yeah. Go ahead. No, I mean, that's what Chris Paul does. And that's why, you know, there's a lot of there were. A, oh, we didn't want to sign him. Yes, they did. They did want to sign him in the off season. I guess it was the trade. The 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 Suns ended up trading for him, but the Sixers did want to trade for him. There that was out there a lot in the off season that the Sixers wanted to trade for him. And now look at what he's doing with Phoenix. You you wonder what he could have done with the Sixers. Yeah. Maybe then they would have moved Ben Simmons to the to the four and. Uh, you would have had two ball handlers. I mean, it, it, it would have worked out. Um, unfortunately, he didn't want to come to Philadelphia. And now I don't really know if there is a veteran point guard that really would make a difference at this point anyways. Yeah, I mean, and you think about the role of a point guard, right? They dictate the pace, right? They, they, they get your team when, when you're facing an avalanche like the Sixers have, they – slow things down or they speed things up and they dictate the pace and they dictate the offense. You're talking about a guy who has no interest in shooting. Like he, there was a, there's a play last night. I don't know if you remember this where he got the ball and he was inside the lane. He was in the lane and he dished it out to someone shooting a three. And, yeah. and I was like, are you kidding? You are six ten, standing in the lane and you're not, he didn't even look at the basket. Like as a point guard, you have to know, when to dictate that pace, you have to be able to settle your team down. You have to get them in their offensive sets. And he has like, if, if you are no threat of shooting, 
that's that's what I'm talking about. That's four on five basketball, and you're it's useless. It's I'm sorry, it is. It's you have to at least shoot. Just shoot the ball, drive through the hoop, like get contact, like take control of the game. And that, you know, to your point, I mean, the thing is, is that I struggle with is he's 24. He's, he's young, but you, you know, we've, we've watched him since he came into the league and even at LSU, right. When he was 18. And so for six years and, and I, I know for me, his game hasn't evolved to the point where I would want it to be, where I would expect it to be at this point. And that's why I've kind of just thrown up my hands after last night and was like, this is just never going to happen. I think a lot of people have. Um, you know, there's really only one other point guard in NBA history, I think, that was this tall, and that was Magic Johnson, who was 6'9". And Magic's game evolved. Right. I mean, he I don't think he came into the league as a point guard. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But remember, too, with magic. And here's the biggest thing I that that it comes back to for me. In in I think it was 1980 when magic had to move to center because Kareem was hurt against the Sixers and magic scored 42 points. Ben Simmons would never shoot to score 42 points like it would just never happen. And that's like magic had the alpha dog in him. And I feel like Ben has it has like like you, i just don't get that from him you know and i don't i haven't yeah. seen that from him on the floor enough like you'll see like little little bits and pieces of it but it's like when he's rolling he's like rolling and he's pounding on his chest and when things aren't going his way or you know things are sort of like in the balance a little bit he kind of he 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 shies away from the moment and i need more for my max superstar i need more from my guards uh i need guys you know those things with jimmy butler right and, and he drove people right. crazy and he's driving people crazy in miami but i'll tell you what man when the game was on the line that guy was an absolute alpha and he wanted the ball and he wanted the big shot every single time and those are the types of guys that i you know i'm not saying i want a team full of those guys but i wouldn't mind having we need at least one of those guys it's interesting. I was watching a program on the Lakers Celtics series. I think it was the ESPN series and the Lakers had just lost the 84 finals to the Celtics. And I guess they got blown away in the last game and magic, who's already a two-time NBA champion who wins the, uh, the NBA finals in 80 his rookie year. He gets embarrassed, but what he does is he, he goes in and spends that summer training, getting stronger then beat the Celtics in 85. And I, I can't really ever think of a, a Ben Simmons taking that step, acknowledging his mistakes, which is not getting stronger necessarily, but going and taking a million foul shots, trying to overcome that mental, you know, uh, problem and, uh, you know, developing an outside shot because it would really help. And if he is going to move away from the point guard, he's still going to have to develop a mid-range jumper, regardless of what position he plays in. And, and it's just – it's it's a big – it's going to be an interesting offseason because I, I thought that we had finally, um, I guess, came around and, and reached uh, home plate, and I guess it's not to be. I, I know I shouldn't – you know, tomorrow is uh, – we still have a chance tomorrow night. I just I don't feel good about it. We were seven point favorites. The odds makers had a seven point favorites coming into last night. 
Um, there's a reason why they had us as seven-point favorites. We were – I still think we are the better team. Um, but the Hawks, I'll tell you, once you beat a team twice like the Hawks have coming back and just – you know, winning these games where you've come back from large deficits. I mean, you know, it, you, you got the other team scared and they looked scared last night. They, they looked like they had no answer. You are, I couldn't agree more. They looked scared. And here's, here's the other thing. Do you expect Seth Curry to come out and give you 36 points again? You know, do you, no. do you expect, uh, Joel to have 38 again? So I, I, maybe, Right. But Seth's not getting 36. So where's that scoring coming from? It ain't coming from Ben, is it? So it's going to be on Tobias. It's going to be on a bench guys that have largely underperformed. And I'll say this too, you know, as, as I think about magic and you think about great players, I don't even care at this point anymore. If Ben develops an outside shot, you know what I, what I do care about. I care about one that he becomes a minimum 65 to 70% foul shooter. This is one, two, that he doesn't shy away from big moments that he is. I don't care if he becomes a jump shooter, but if you're not going to become a jump shooter, then be relentless in taking the ball to the hole and know you're going to get fouled. Know you're going to create contact. No, like you, he, he cannot not be a presence. And that's what we've seen for too many years here. And we saw it again last night and we saw it again in game four. And it's, it is absolutely killing this team. Um, so, you know, before I, I, we, uh, do, a, I, cause I would like to break down tomorrow night's game. I just want to ask you, what do you think is going on in Daryl Morey's mind about this team right now? Wouldn't you love to be just a fly on the wall to hear what he and brand are talking about? I mean, I think Morey, listen, Morey's not afraid to shake things up. He makes big trades. He swings for the fences. I think he's, I don't believe that he looks at this, uh, too diff too differently from the way the fans do i think that he's a pretty uh has a pretty quick trigger finger and if you believe everything you read uh earlier this year it sounded like ben was on his way out for harden so i i I don't think he has any reservations about dealing ben um i think that daryl morey i have comp let me say this i have confidence in him until i shouldn't have confidence in him and this offseason, as you alluded to a few minutes ago, is going to go a long way in the shape of what this team is going to look like next year and in the years to come and how, you know, how they go about building around Joel or, you know, is Tobias even going to be here? Is I, You know, right. I never thought they could move Al's contract and he did. So I do think that he uh, and, and the Seth trade was a great trade. I think the George Hill trade, I mean, I think we could probably. Well, they didn't give up much for that. I actually be curious to see if Tony Bradley could have developed into a serviceable backup going forward into next season. That's my only issue there is maybe you could have gotten rid of Dwight Howard and just had Tony Bradley as your backup next year. Um, We're not going to know that. Right. Um, And and the reason you traded for George Hill, why was because to avoid this very situation, right? Because he was a point guard and, and George Hill has shown us nothing. Nope. He's shown us nothing. Right. Um, yeah. And, uh, but I do have hope. I will say this. I love the way that Maxi plays and I, he is, he is to me, 
what I've seen this year, he is, does not shy away from the big moment. He plays like his, his ass is on fire. And you know what? I love the way he, he is just fearless. And I wish some of that would rub off on Ben. And the kid works his tail off, as we all know, as Curry yeah. alluded to last week. So I have, re- I would, he is to me, if you're putting a gun to my head and you say, you got to trade Thibel or you got to trade Maxi. And I've been impressed. I think Thibel's shown us something from behind the, behind the arc um, in the series, you know, but to me, I'm still not trading Maxi. I think that he has something that nobody on this team has. And that is, he is relentless in attacking the basket. So what about you? And, what, what, what do you think about? Well, I, I'm going to call next year, this season, this summer, the post process. Ooh. It's the beginning of the post process, meaning that the process has already sort of run its course. What do you do now when you've reached your final challenge and, you know, you have some major questions? You know, we've been going on this run for since 2013, since the Firing, well, I guess the resignation of Doug Collins and Sam Henke coming on board and hiring Brett Brown. And this is what we've seen. We've seen a number of first round draft picks not work out. We really have gotten out of this process. Um, (laughs) Mikel Bridges, who's a Phoenix Sun, who's turned out to be a 20 point scorer. Um, We've gotten Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. So uh, depending on. Remember Zaire Smith? Zaire Smith, right, who's, I don't think, played anywhere this year. No, no. So, I mean, if Ben goes, then we'll be left with Joel Embiid, which is fine with me because, you know, he he is a star in this league. But um, the post-process will depend on what you can do um, in a trade for Ben Simmons and what you can get for him and how do you build around Joel Embiid. And do you need that second star in the NBA to win? Um, Because that's important. We're seeing that with the Nets. I didn't think they had anything left in them against the Milwaukee Bucks. And James Harden came back. And they didn't win because of James Harden. They won because of Kevin Durant. Um, So the Nets are still in a position in this conference. And I really thought that the Sixers had such a great shot because the Nets were facing serious injuries in these playoffs. And Milwaukee still, I wasn't sold on Milwaukee. And that's why I'm so (laughs) pissed off. I'm really pissed off. I mean, besides Danny Green, and I know Joel has the injury, we're we're much healthier than a lot of these other teams. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, I think what you're hitting at is that these opportunities don't come along often. Everything lines up. There's no LeBron James left in the playoffs. Like the West to me is still wide open. Phoenix is super young. Uh, who knows what's going to happen with the Clippers, but obviously losing Kawhi is, 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 is a huge. Is he gone for the playoffs? They think he tore his ACL from what I understand. Oh, so, no. Yeah. So um, the West is wide open. So this path is wide open. And uh, I, with you, I was, I texted a, uh, someone. And, and Chris Paul is under COVID protocol. Right. Chris Paul under COVID protocol. I texted someone before the, or maybe it was game one of the Sixers series, or maybe it was game two. I can't remember. And we were going back and forth with my cousin and he's a big Hawks fan. And I was going back and forth with him. Like he thought that uh, the Nets were going to destroy us. And I said, there's no way, you know, like defensively, 
who's going to stop Embiid. And I, you know, I, I feel like, you know, we have a good defensive team. And so all that to say, uh, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's, I don't, I don't really have a feel for, um, you know, what's going to be in game six. I, I, I would, I could go either way. This is our, this is our verdict as we're starting to sketch out game six. These are our thoughts, right? Yeah. I mean, I, here's the other thing though. I, I do want to just ask you about like how much confidence do you have in doc rivers at this point? I'm, I'm shaky. I'm shaky, but I, I generally know how these game sixes go um, when the team is coming from the road. I mean, it's, it's unusual because it's usually, you know, it's usually a, a team maybe coming in for a game seven on a road or a, the, the team down. What they'll do is they'll generally get off to a good start. And then, you know, I always saw this with the Bulls and the Jazz games. Remember, we would always see that. And then the Bulls would get keep in the game. They would they would always stay in the game. And then by the end of the game, they would wear them down. And I sort of see that happening. I, I see the Sixers getting off to a good start. Um, they might even win the first half, but I don't really think they're going to be able to hold them off in the end. They, the, the, you know, the, the Hawks look, I mean, they look like they're having a lot of fun there. Yeah. And I hope the fans in Atlanta are appreciating basketball because I'm going to put them down a little bit. They haven't been the greatest bunch of basketball fans in the last 20, 30 years, in my opinion. Atlanta should be hands down with the amount of basketball talent that comes out of Atlanta, Atlanta should be right up there with New York and LA. It should be one of the best basketball cities in America. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, it's much more of a college town than a pro town, but you know, everyone tells you how they support all the pro teams and blah, 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 a million excuses. But you know, I, Atlanta, not like many other cities, when teams are doing well, they support their teams. And when the teams aren't, then, you know, they don't. And, uh, you know, Trey Young, exciting guy who, look, if you want to see someone who, to me, sort of uh, reflects that just what I'm looking for from Ben Simmons, Trey Young, you know, right. he, he owns the game. He loves the big shot. He, he will drive. Like, he drives me crazy with all of this, you know, like, if, if someone, you know, bumps into him, he, like, flies into the second row. Like, that drives me crazy. And he'll shoot it while he's doing that. But at the end of the day, that guy, he, he loves the big stage. And while I realize that not all players are programmed the same way and wired the same way, Ben Simmons needs more of that. He needs some of that. Yeah. He has none of that. And so, uh, or very little of that. So game six in Atlanta, you know, if you're asking me, I think, I think the Sixers season is over. Um, you know, and then it's a pretty quick turnaround back to Philly in uh for game seven potentially on monday sunday. Oh, or sunday. sunday sunday yeah it's the sunday you know the i think it's the abc showcase game if they can hold up and you know i i think that if they won on friday night i think that the momentum would switch back to the sixers because i don't think atlanta coming back to philadelphia would win based on what we just saw um i just think that they would they would need so much to win on Friday night, the Sixers, that if they're winning on Friday night, they're not losing on Sunday. I just don't think they're going to win on Friday Did you think night. they were going to lose last night? No, I didn't. I absolutely didn't. 
So you know what? Though? I was thinking there was a game back. Remember the '94 NBA Finals when the the Knicks lost Game Five to Reggie right. Miller at the Garden. Oh, to the. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? No one thought the Knicks were coming back at games in Game Six at Market Square. I guess it was what Market Square Arena. Yeah. Uh, and and they did. And so, but that's one series I can think of in hundreds and hundreds of series, and that's 1994. That's 27 years ago. So it does not happen very often. Um, so it would take a Herculean effort for this team losing the way they lost that last game to come back on Friday night and win, which is tomorrow night. I'll be watching. Yeah, I'll be watching too. I also don't understand. I want to say this real quick. I don't understand fans that are just like, I, I'm not even going to watch game six. I, I, I heard Mike Missanelli say that today, and I, I, yeah. I just don't understand that because to me, part of being a fan is, you know, it's ride or die. And it's always been like that, yeah. right? right? So you're, you watch the good, you watch the bad. And I got to sit there and watch how painful the Eagles may be or like if the Phillies are on, like how awful they are. Or how but the Bills are doing better. I wanted to no, add, Zach Wheeler pitched a positive it. note there. Yeah. Positive. And I the booing is getting on my nerves. I, I, I know that you know it's it's your it's it's your right to boo, but you know what? It's it's not really a, a classy move, I think. Yeah. Well, Phillies fans, Philadelphia fans are not known for their class all the time. I'm not saying that they're the kind that throw batteries and, and do all that, like the national narrative, but you know, I Listen, man, fan bases are fan bases and they're crazy. And, you know, I love Philly fans, uh, obviously being one of them. And, uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, I'm basing this on history. I'm basing this on Doc Rivers' history of uh, losing these types of series. I am basing this upon um, our inability, Ben's inability to uh, show up when we need him the most. I'm basing this on Tobias's two-game milk carton absence and uh you know just getting very little from our bench so i i think and and you mentioned something too the hawks had that energy at the end of game five and of course they're going to do that but to me they're they're the sixers are going to be i as i look at these two teams the sixers are going to be the tight team because they've given up these leads so even if the sixers jump out to a huge lead you're telling me that you don't think that they're going to tense up and maybe they won't, but I, if I'm betting on it, I think they would tense up. I right. think they would. And I think they're going to tense up. And I think Atlanta is playing loose as hell. And they're just like, we didn't expect to be here. This series should have been over. Sixers should have been resting by now. The Hawks refused to get, give up and credit to them. And guess what? I think that they are playing loose. And I think the looser team with the home court advantage and the coach, honestly, McMillan has outcoached, Doc so far. So I think that uh, to, all that leads me to believe that Atlanta's going to end this in uh, six and our off season will begin. It'll be an interesting one, but you know, we'll it's see. Gonna be, it's going to be a fun exit interview, sh- you know, with the exit <laughs> player interviews. Yeah. Why don't you know how to foul shoot? That's right. right. Um, I'm going to be watching the game here at the old house and then I am flying out to Las Vegas on Saturday night for work. So it is, I think, about 116 degrees. Going to be mostly uh, inside. So uh, I don't know if I'll be doing any shows. Um, But, uh, yeah, that's that's my excitement for this weekend. It it should be exciting. But 
I'm looking forward to the game tomorrow night. Um, I've seen so many of these games over the years. I'm still looking forward to it. I'm going to take back one thing that I said, which is uh, throughout the year I've said this team is better than the 2001 team. The one thing I will say about the 2001 team was that it had heart. And this team has so much more talent than that 2001 team. But that 2000 – excuse me, this team has so much more – Talent in the 2001 team just doesn't have as much heart. Yeah. And it's pretty obvious right now. I think that's such a great statement because you think about guys like Eric Snow and Aaron McKee, like these guys did not have all the talent. And obviously AI goes without saying, I mean, the guy was talented, but he had more heart than anyone. But those guys just, you know, like George Lynch, like these guys just play. And and, and, and Dikembe. What? And Dikembe. Dikembe, and Dikembe. Of course. It was yeah, interesting. Kembe was talented too. I'm, I'm thinking more about guys who, who maybe didn't have as much talent, but just played their, played their asses off. And, and they did. And look, look, this, this book for the Sixers is not closed yet. I mean, yeah. I, and that's, that's why I watch, I watch, I watch on Friday. I watch on Sunday. I'll watch until there's nothing left to watch for the Sixers. And I will. And, but I'm just telling you based on my own observations, that's how I feel but I will be cheering every step of the way and, you know, hopeful that, you know, maybe, maybe they can turn it around, but uh, those, those are my thoughts. I, I have a lot, a lot, a lot of concerns that I didn't have uh, this time last night. And after watching that game last night, uh, probably Monday, you probably didn't have any concerns going into Monday's game. You probably thought they were going to win these two games and be resting. Right. Yeah, I thought I actually thought that. Remember last week, and we both agreed on this. Uh, we said Sixers in six, and that's what I felt. I felt the Hawks were going to steal Game One, uh, which they didn't steal Game One. Well, they, they did. They did because we did the show afterwards. We had the Sixers winning two, and then I said I thought the Sixers would win three, and then the Hawks would win four. But it almost looked like they were going to win four, and then last night would have been five. I mean, that's what's yeah so, that's frustrating. so frustrating, right? And so. Yeah. At some point, man, you have you have to you can't be uh, paper champions. You can't be uh, you know you gotta you gotta put it out there and you gotta show what you got on the court. And if they don't show it, uh, I think there will be big changes coming um, the Sixers' way. But look, there's there's still a game to play on Friday night, so we will see what will happen. And it'll be interesting. Uh, it'll be an interesting weekend to say the least. Tense, 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 tense. Tense. But... tense. So. Um... Is, Any is big it? plans you want to tell us about? Any big plans or? Uh, big plans for the weekend? No, uh, we're gonna. Is it Father's Day this weekend? Father's Day on Sunday, and I want to wish you a happy Father's Day. Thank you, man. I really appreciate that. And uh, I'll tell you that uh, someone brought this up, and they were like, "If the Sixers lose on Father's Day, if they come back and then lose on Father's Day, like I'd rather them lose on Friday if they're gonna lose. I don't want anything. Like I was in a it was, it, I was like unfairly angry yesterday at the world after that game. So, uh, you know, and maybe, maybe that was it. Maybe, maybe now I'm a bit numb to it, but I'd rather than not lose on Father's Day. I don't know what we're going to do. I think we're going to go, uh, maybe do a picnic somewhere and probably go oh, to the and stuff like that. So I think it's supposed to rain on Sunday though, all day. So who knows what we're going to do, but nothing. What about you? You got any big plan? You're going to be in Las Vegas and guess Vegas. what? You know, it doesn't the- rain in Las Vegas. <laughs> you going to the? Where are you staying out there? I'm staying at Bally's. So uh, I've been there. You've had, a, you've had a good experience with Bally's. I'm glad to hear it. 
it got a 4.2 rating out of five. So I don't know what the 0.8 was bad, yeah. but um, you know, I guess everyone can do a Google listing and I'm out doing training for my business tutoring club. I'm doing that free plug that I just did now. Um, so I'm out there doing training, learning more about my company. And, uh, and I am going to take, I am hoping to do the zip line down Fremont street. So hopefully we'll be able to get a picture on this show next week. And, um, I did want to, it is June before I, you know, before we hang, this is your month for picking a charity. So, um, I didn't know if you had one in mind or you can uh, bring it up next, next week. If you yeah, want, Yeah, I'll bring it up next week. I'll bring it up next week for sure. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, have a safe trip out in Vegas, man. And, uh, you know, uh, Stay away from the dark corners and the uh, you know, <laughs> everything else around there. And uh, yeah, Vegas is a great time. Um, enjoy it. And man, remember what days in Vegas. If, if you zip line, I want your backdrop next week to be a picture of you zip lining. <laughs> All right. Ah! All right. Safe travels, man. On that note, I'll let this take us out because I think you're in a better place now. Yes. All right. You you were very angry about having any music, but I just said I'm no, not no, no. This is good. This is all good. Why can't we be friends? Why can't Doc Rivers and I be friends? Thirty-three <laughs> percent, man. Free throws. That's why they call it free throws. Because no one's in front of you. Bye, bye. <laughs>